Welcome everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. I'm Specialist Flonasia Niels. And today we have a guest in the studio with us. If you would like to introduce yourself to everybody. Sure. My name is Eric Beasley. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in South Carolina. And I'm a for former guardsman uh, uh, here in the National Guard in South Carolina. So thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for stopping in. And um, I do want to mention to those who are listening and watching, Lisa Mustard was supposed to be here with Eric today, but unfortunately she had to reschedule. So Hopefully we'll have her in a later podcast, but I'm still glad that you were able to stop by and talk to us about the topic that we're about to discuss. So um, without further ado, let's just hop right in. So today we're going to be discussing anger and what exactly does that look like whenever somebody comes to counseling? Yeah, so often with anger, there's usually a, a maybe a, a particular person that's causing them anger. There is a situation that's causing them anger or they just kind of have this overall level of anger in their life. And most of the time when they come to counseling, it's reached the level where it's causing these really negative effects in their, in their life. Um, often uh, their wife, parents, uh, friends uh, no longer want to have contact with them because they're so angry all the time that it's not fun to be around them, or it's causing problems at work, right? They're, they're getting upset, they're yelling, uh, uh, you know, getting negative reviews or negative counseling statements, things like that. Uh, and so it's having these really significant events in their life and they don't know how to get rid of it or even to manage it in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to go back because I wanted to mention this or ask this beforehand before we get further into it. But um, how did you get to where you are now? Because beforehand, uh, before we started shooting, I was asking you like, what you did in the garden, all that kind of stuff. Can you just, how did you get to being a counselor? Yeah. So, uh, you know, sort of the, the cliff note version of all of this is uh, I was about 15 years into my career and uh, I met with a, uh, a wonderful NCO um, uh, up at the TAG building and he was talking to me about career planning and what I needed to do. And I always kind of assumed that I would just get out of the garden. Somebody would offer me $100,000 a year or some obscene <laughs> amount of money because I was military. Uh, and he definitely burst that bubble and said, no, you have to have an exit strategy for getting out of the guard. You need to start doing retirement planning. And so I went through a process of trying to figure out what I would like to do on the civilian side. Uh, had to get a little bit of education. I went to two years of school. Um, I got my master's degree from Liberty University. Um, with the help of a guardsman here, uh, uh, Chaplain Denny was huge in all of that. Uh, he really pushed me to, to go to Liberty and get my degree there. Uh, and then I started practicing while I was still in the Guard. And then once I retired about three years ago, I started doing this full time. Okay. So let's go back to anger. What What are some tips and tricks that you could advise for people? Because like you said, that some people have their days. Or like you were saying that sometimes being around certain people just instantly changes your mood and and being in certain environments and stuff like that. So what are some things that you could advise people to help with this? Yeah, so there's a lot of quick, easy things we can do in the moment uh, when we're already angry, uh, such as, you know, stepping outside, taking, you know, taking a break, um, going, take, doing some breathing exercises. Um, the old one, I remember when I was uh, younger, as they would say, to count to 10 before you react to something, right? <laughs> so th there's a lot of different uh, tips and things that you can do when you're, when you're angry in the moment. Uh, the real issue with that is that it doesn't resolve anger. And so it kind of destined us to always have to manage our anger. Uh, and the real value in getting help for anger is really being able to pr uh, prevent anger in the future. And that's really what uh, I um, encourage my clients to do is that anger prevention. And we do it through a, through a really easy process called the ABCs of anger. 
Can you kind of elaborate on that? I would love to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the ABCs of anger are based on the work of Albert Ellis. He's a, a um, famous uh, figure in psychology. Uh, and he developed this uh, to help change beliefs. And so if you imagine, the, the example I like to use is if I'm walking down the um, – uh, if I'm walking uh, through the mall here, I'm over at Columbiana Center, walking through the mall uh, with my wife, I'm holding her hand, and somebody comes by, a, a man walks by, and he gives my wife a hug and, and gives her a kiss on the cheek, right? How would I react <laughs> to that, right? And so um, I'd like to be like a calm and like, what are you doing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure I would quite have that reaction. Uh, more than likely, I'm probably going to push him away. I'm probably going to get a little physical with him, right? Uh, I may escalate my voice. I may yell at him. Um, uh, I may use really small four-letter words so he understands what I'm saying clearly, <laughs> right? Some of those kind of things. Uh, and my reaction. And, and, and so I'd have this really strong reaction uh, to somebody, you know, putting their hands on my wife and, and showing them affection by giving them a kiss. Now, if we re- rewind that situation and we say if a w- my wife and I are walking through the mall and uh, her brother sees her and comes over and gives her a hug and get a kiss on the cheek, what's my reaction then? Well, my reaction's much different because it's her brother. However, in both situations, it's still a man, you know, hugging my wife, giving her a kiss. So what's the real difference between those situations? And the difference is what I believe about the intentions of this stranger, this strange man that I don't know who he is, and her brother. So my beliefs dictate how I feel about something, what my perception of it is, and dictate my ultimate reaction for that. Right? And that's really important because if we believe that, you know, when I'm in traffic, for instance, uh, if somebody cuts me off, then I get mad, Right? then I have no control over that because I can't control if somebody cuts me off in traffic. That happens almost every day because I drive on Sunset Boulevard (laughs) and I-26, and so Mm -hmm. we know that happens all the time. Uh, And so if if someone cutting me off causes me to get anger, there's there's no part in there that I can really affect. But if we believe that our beliefs, which are in between the actual event and our reaction, we believe that our beliefs dictate that, then we can absolutely change those beliefs. And so the overall process is we have an activating event, which could be somebody cutting us off in traffic. We have our belief about what that means. Then we have the consequences because of that belief. And if we go back and restructure that belief to a healthier belief that more accurately reflects reality, uh, then we can have much better consequences. And so uh, with the traffic example, because I think most people are familiar with that and probably <laughs> feel that on a daily <laughs> basis, uh, if, if I have a belief that this person is trying to hurt me, you know, he's trying to kill me or he doesn't care about me, uh, my reaction might be very strong. I might honk the horn. I might yell at him, right? Uh, I might use some hand and arm signals to be able to show him how I'm feeling and let him know what I think his place in the world is, right? <laughs> uh, and... Versus if I back that up and I say, what's a healthier belief I could have about that situation that would help me react in a healthier way for me? Because the other guy really doesn't care about me as a person, right? In fact, the other person doesn't even know me. It's not personal, right? And often we get most angry when something is personal. And so we want to make sure that that new belief would be um, not personal. So it might be something as simple as a belief that, you know, hey, no one ever taught him to drive, Right. Or maybe he has 
family members that are, you know, in the hospital and he's just trying to get there. Or or maybe it just is, I'm so good at driving because I, I drove on my last three deployments. <laughs> and so I'm not worried about it. I'm a good defensive driver, so it doesn't matter what everybody else does. Then that leads to a better consequence for me. So that's kind of the basic overall template of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so we start with that A, which is activating event. And we want to look at reflect on what is causing us, what's the situation or the event that's causing us distress. So if we think about, let's say, the typical National Guard soldier, what are some of the um, distressing events or things that might upset them? Oh, gosh, there's a list. (laughs) (laughs) Like um, drill weekends, uh, deployments, state activations, like when am I going home, when are we going on orders, when is training. COVID orders right now. Yeah, so I mean, the list is kind of endless. Right, and so let's say we go on orders unexpectedly, right? Whether it's COVID orders or whether it's something like uh, state active duty or, right, we have something like that happening or it's a, you know, border mission or all these other things, Washington, D.C., right? So I'm I'm going along as a as a National Guard soldier. I'm living my civilian life, and all of a sudden, boom! I get a call from the readiness NCO, or get an email from them, and they say, "Hey, by the way, you know you're going to be on orders uh, on Friday, right?" And it's unexpected, right? That's the activating event. And then if we look at what is the belief of that event, so what are some of the things that that the soldier might believe or airman might believe about that event? Mm. The inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It came at the worst possible time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, what are some of the other beliefs that, that they might have? Um, why are we doing this? Yeah, not not understanding. Yeah, the meaning behind it. Yeah. Their I ju- personal I beliefs, you know, or whatnot, like why are we supporting so-and-so right. cause or whatever. Yeah, why are we supporting this cause? Um, it might be, you know, oh, great, now I got to tell my employer again that I have to leave. Right. We, we have those kind of things. Or maybe it's like, great, uh, things aren't going great with my wife already. <laughs> and now I have to leave her or my husband or boyfriend. Right. I have to leave yet again to do all of this stuff. Right. Or they might have um, issues between within their platoon or whatnot. They're like, oh, now I have to spend extra time with them. And right. It's not just drill weekend. It's a whole week. You know, so, <laughs> it's the yeah. whole week with all of this stuff. Absolutely. And so we have all these different beliefs and it may be more than one. It may not just be the belief that, you know, uh, you know, this is an inconvenience or something. There may be multiple beliefs in there. And so if we just pick one of those, though, and say, you know, it's inconvenient, right? This this uh, these orders came kind of at the worst possible time right now and very unexpected. And that's the belief that we they currently hold. So we know what the activating event is. We know what the belief is. So if they have a belief that it's um, inconvenient, what are some of the consequences of having that belief? So how are they going to how are they going to act if it's an incon- if it's an inconvenience to be activated? Bad attitudes. Bad attitudes. Yes, low mm-hmm. morale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they might even show up a little bit late, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I forgot this. Yeah, I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. I forgot to bring this or that. Right. Yeah forgot to bring this or that, they show up late, they've got that bad attitude, right? And then uh, what's going to happen? You show up and your squad leader's like, you're, you're 10 minutes late, what's going on? And they, they cop an attitude with them, right? What happens? You know, now their leadership is upset at them. You know, they're, they're giving the attitude back, right? We're not going to take that, right? Uh, uh, so, and then throughout the maybe next week or at least the next few hours, right, um, what are they going to be feeling while they're at drill on these orders? 
right? Or even before they get there, what kind of emotions are going to be going through? Angry. Definitely. <laughs> <Resentment>. Upset. <laughs> yeah. Upset. <laughs> resentment, right? Why does this always happen to me? You know, why can't they pick somebody else? All these kind of thoughts are happening. Yeah. Why did my recruiter lie to me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why did my recruiter lie to me? Yeah. Uh, and often, you know, we can look at, there's kind of four categories of um, these consequences that we can look at. Um, the first one is physical consequences. So what's happening to our body that we don't control? So you think my heart starts racing, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I feel tension in my body or in my neck. Uh, maybe that I feel that you know, kind of pit in the bottom of my stomach, right? Oh, now I got to go back there or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so we have those physical symptoms. Then we have the behavioral, and this is how we act, right? Um, I walk into drill, and my hands are in my pockets, and I didn't put my head, head cover on. I just strolled on up into the building, right? <laughs> and that, you know, that kind of attitude of how I'm doing it, right? So that might be part of it. Um, uh, maybe I'm just giving really curt answers to everybody, like whatever, okay, sure, I'll do it. Roger Sergeant, you know, kind of that, that sort of attitude of I don't really care and I don't want to be here, right? Mm -hmm. Having all of that, yeah. Um, so we have the behavior, we have the physical. Uh, next we have the cognitive, which is what are we thinking about ourselves and other people, right? So this always happens to me. No one really cares about what I think, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> right? <laughs> this wasn't on the recruiting poster, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of all of those kind of things, what we're telling ourselves, our perceptions inside of our head. Yeah. And then last, you know, we've done the behavior, the physical, the cognitive. Last is those emotional, what are we feeling? And you already said some of those were feeling anger, right? Now, anger is often the secondary emotion, not the primary emotion. And so we dig down deeper. It's resentment, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, maybe it's a little bit of fear. What's going to happen with my civilian job? Yeah, they can't fire me, but am I going to lose out on opportunities? You know, things like that. Or maybe it's just, you know, I feel exhausted because once again, I had this disruption to, to, you know, my rhythm of life that I'm going through. Right. Yeah. So that's those cog those emotional consequences that we have. So physical, behavioral, uh, cognitive and emotional consequences. So then if we rewind it all the way back and we start looking at what are some other beliefs that we can have. So if we start with that negative belief, really, that, you know, this is an inconvenience. Okay, and we say, you know, is it, is it true that it is an inconvenience? Right? So for, for the average guardsman, if they get called up on orders, right, or, or asked to come in early or something, um, uh, is it an inconvenience? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is, a, it is an inconvenience, right. So we don't want to lie to ourselves. It, it is totally possible that it is an inconvenience. And even though that seems kind of like a no-brainer, that of course it's possible, why would you even bring that up? Sometimes our beliefs um, are not possible, right? Uh, for instance, the traffic example that I gave earlier, if I had a negative belief that um, this guy every single day is going to do this to me, right, because he pulled in front of me once, he's going to do it every single day for the rest of my life. And if I said, is that possible? Probably not, right? That's probably not possible. So sometimes we do have beliefs that are not possible, and we want to go ahead and dispute those early. But in this case, you know, is it inconvenient? Yes. So it's totally possible. Um, uh, and we look at it and say, how can I make this less personal if I have that belief 
that it's it's my fault or or that this always happens to me you know uh, um, we all know that in the National Guard we don't individually mobilize people typically like maybe the reserves or other components might right so mm-hmm. so that's probably not not possible not likely that they're the whole state active duty is happening just to inconvenience you right mm-hmm. yeah and w- then we look for what are some of the possibilities so I like to look at when we uh, new beliefs uh, almost at if we're if we're buying a new pair of shoes we're not going to just pick one throw them on and walk out the store we're going to try on several different ones to see what fits the best so if we look at the new beliefs so what are some positive beliefs that will lead to better outcomes uh, if a soldier is facing something like this or an airman, right? What's a possible belief that might be healthier for them? Uh, maybe they're making a little bit more money. Oh, yeah. This is a chance to make some extra money, right? Maybe their employer is going to pay them during yeah. this period. And so I'm double, I get a double dip, right? Yeah. yeah. I get both income. That's a great one, mm-hmm. right? That's def- that put a smile on your face. Pretty <laughs> quick, right? Yeah. Extra cash. Yeah. What um, about some other beliefs that we might have? I guess understanding that, you know, your job as a National Guard member, you protect and you serve, so you're helping other people in the community. That could be one. Right. This is my chance to help my fellow South Carolinians or fellow Americans, right? I'm giving back. This is what part of why I joined the National Guard, right, was to help other people. Yeah, so that could be a good one. Yeah. Um, it could be, you know, I'm doing my part, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, I'm, I need to be there for my, my team, my squad, my unit, right? I need to be there for them and support them. That could be that could be another one. And we could probably come up with 20 or 30 of these beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. But we want to come up with at least one or two of those. And then we want to sort of try them on and say, uh, if I'm going to end up making more money, for instance, if this is a chance where my employer is going to pay me or maybe the guard pays me better than my employer would pay me, right? So I'm going to make extra money. If we have that belief, and it is true that that's actually going to happen, um, what are some of the consequences of that new belief? How is uh, a, a guardsman going to, or a woman going to act if they think they're making extra money? A lot happier. Yeah. <laughs> a little more ha- gun-ho. <laughs> yeah, more gun-ho because I see the benefit to myself. Mm-hmm. Right? And to my family. And so. to my family, right, mm-hmm. yeah. In fact, I might show up a little bit earlier, right? I might, yeah, possibly, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if I think they might extend the orders if I'm like, you know, really pitching in and everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, so the attitude, I come in, I'm excited, I'm going to make more money, right? Uh, I'm, uh, so that would be a big positive for that one. Um, what am I telling myself in my head? What's some of that cognitive stuff that's happening about about either myself or, or the situation? It's not so bad. Maybe I can, you know, yeah. stick it out for yeah. these next couple of months that's right it's not so bad yeah make a little extra money it's gonna be okay right mm-hmm. yeah maybe i'm telling myself you know i've been wanting to buy this th- whatever it is you know for a while and it and this will be a chance that i can save up my money and actually get something i want or maybe take that vacation once all this pandemic stuff subsides a little more i can take that you know cruise or travel or something like that right mm-hmm. yeah buy a new car you know get a better apartment whatever whatever we're trying to get with that. So, yeah, we're telling us that. And then what are we going to feel emotionally with that new belief? Happy, excited. Yeah, happy, excited. Yeah, (laughs) those kind of things. So that's that's an example of of one of the new beliefs that we could have. Um, If we look at at a different belief, let's say that, um, you know, this is a chance for me to to give back to to people here in South Carolina or – 
or my fellow Americans, right? Other people. Um, and we walk back through that. How is that going to change how we, how we act if we think we're giving back? This is my chance to give back. I mean, I, I would feel a lot more prideful, I guess, or yeah. like excited to try new things and help yeah, where help yeah. is needed. And, and all wanting that. to put your best foot forward and making sure that the job gets done efficiently. Right. Yeah, kind of hold your head a little bit higher, mm -hmm. right? I think about the, the times um, I've been involved with state active duty, and we come into a town, and they're like almost clapping. Sometimes they are, right? They're like, oh, thank goodness the National <laughs> Guard is here, right? <laughs> These are our guys. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and so we, we go through that, and, and, you know, of course, we can go through all the other things. So really trying these different beliefs on and then coming back to them and, and picking one, and then in the future, when we face this situation, we want to review those and say, you know what? It's not that negative stuff, I thought. It's this positive new belief that I can use to change the outcome for me. Awesome. So to reiterate, A is active, activating, or what am I trying to say? <laughs> activating event. Activating, activating event. event. I wrote so sloppy over here. I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> activating event, and then B is your belief. Yes. And then C is the consequences of that belief. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and you could even, I think I feel like you could use that even if it's not with anger. Maybe when you're trying, you're going through other emotions and situations that you can use that as well to kind of list pros and cons, I guess, to give you a better outlook on the situation. Absolutely. This is really about emotional regulation and not just anger regulation. So you could use it with any emotion. Okay. Yeah. Well, before we close out, is there anything else that you would like to add? I'm sure that we're, we're definitely going to have you come back at some point in, to maybe go further into this or maybe into other topics. But it, on this subject, is there anything else that you yeah. would like to add? The only part that I would add is if you are experienced these anger symptoms and you've tried maybe the ABCs or some other techniques and it's not working, I would really encourage you to reach out to the resources that we have, not only in the community with mental health uh, providers, um, but also with the chaplains, um, with your chain of command. You know, don't don't let this um, get worse. Uh, if you're experiencing it, reach out and get help. You know, the military is a team sport. Right. And so we want to we want to all pitch in together. So get some help. Awesome. Well, thank you again for stopping by. Hopefully next time Lisa can be with you. But if not, we still welcome you um, to talk about other topics and everything like that. Um, but for those of you who are watching and listening, make sure you like this video and give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button and we will catch you guys in the next episode. And that's really important because if we believe that, you know, when I'm in traffic, for instance, uh, if somebody cuts me off, then I get mad, right? Then I have no control over that I, because I can't control if somebody cuts me off in traffic. That happens 
almost every day because I drive on Sunset Boulevard and <laughs> I-26. And so mm-hmm. we know that happens all the time. Yep. Uh, and so if if someone cutting me off causes me to get anger, there's no, there's no part in there that I can really affect. And then last, you know, we've done the behavior, the physical, the cognitive. Last is those emotional, what are we feeling? And we already said some of those were feeling anger, right? Now, anger is often the secondary emotion, not the primary emotion. And so we dig down deeper. It's resentment, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, maybe it's a little bit of fear. What's going to happen with my civilian job? Yeah, they can't fire me, but am I going to lose out on opportunities? You know, things like that. Or maybe it's just you know, I feel exhausted because once again, I had this disruption to, to, you know, my rhythm of life that I'm going through. I would really encourage you to reach out to the resources that we have, not only in the community with mental health uh, providers, um, but also with the chaplains, um, with your chain of command. You know, don't don't let this um, get worse. Uh, if you're experiencing it, reach out and get help. You know, the military is a team sport. 